The warm air, the sounds of baseball, it's got you thinking about hitting the road. And no matter where your adventures take you, Subaru of Gwinnett has a vehicle to get you there safely and in style. Like the 2024 Subaru Outback, sporting standard symmetrical all-wheel drive and up to 32 miles per gallon. Or the 2024 Subaru Forester, the SUV with a spacious and comfortable interior for everyone you want to bring along. Start your shopping online at SubaruofGwinnett.com, then come see us for a test drive on Satellite Boulevard in Duluth. Welcome to Matlana is brought to you by Winview Games. I know a lot of you guys have played a lot of DFS and made wagers against the house. And sure, sometimes you win, but probably more than not, you end up losing. Well, I want to introduce you to a new app called Winview. It's truly the most winnable way to play. New users actually win 50% of the time. It's that easy to win cash. All you need to do is answer yes, no questions before the game and even during it to win. So, yes, they have live and pregame contests. You can play for free or real money against folks that you're smarter than. And you can play your first $100 risk-free, so there's no reason not to try it now. Use my link. It's winviewgames.com slash Matt. That's winviewgames.com slash Matt. Get there now. If you're an iOS user, that link will take you directly to the App Store. It's a no-brainer. winviewgames.com slash Matt for WinView. All right, everybody, welcome to this week's edition of Welcome to Matlana. I would be Matt or Matlana. I didn't give myself the nickname. I earned the nickname. Let's not waste any time. Let's get to this week's edition of Welcome to Matlana. All right, we've reached that point where finally the baseball is going to count for real, so we need to do an old-fashioned, real-life Atlanta Braves 2022 Major League Baseball season preview. So we turn to the man I affectionately call the Frozen Rope from the Atlanta Braves Radio Network and 680 The Fan, our pal, Kevin McAlpin joins us. K-Mac, it's that time. I know it's a little later than we expected, but I'm sure you, among everybody else, got the juices flowing ready for the season to begin. Yeah, Matt, better late than never, right? You know, there was a point even, uh, what, a month ago, six weeks ago, that you and I were in the studio saying, it might be May, maybe June. Who knows when the baseball season's going to start. But you know what? If it starts a week later than normal and that's the worst that happens, we're going to play all 162. Uh, my wife, while she likes having me home for dinner, she's ready for me to get back to work as well. So I'll tell you, the juices really got flowing last week down in Northport, seeing the guys again, being back in the clubhouse, getting a chance to reestablish those relationships. And, Man, I, I don't know about you, but I can't wait to see them take the field on Thursday night. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Uh, there's so much that we can get into, but here, here's the place to start. If we would have gotten together right after the parade, after the Braves celebrate their championship, and I said to you, Freddie Freeman's going to get away, but the Braves are going to have a better offseason, and they'll be better <laughs> without Freddie, I, at least on paper, what would you have said? Yeah, I would have said you were probably uh, probably had a, a couple too many pops at the parade. That's probably what I, I would have told you. I mean, yeah, it is. It is amazing when you think about this team going into a new year, losing a former MVP and you know, being a better all-around ball club. That's what this team is right now. Uh, Matt Olson is going to be a force to be reckoned with in the middle of the order. Uh, you boosted the bullpen that was already a big-time strength of yours with Colin McHugh and now Kenley Jansen. Um, I, I got a feeling, Matt, this team has a, a lead after five or six. It's going to be curtains for opposing teams. I mean, you do not want to have to try to come from behind against guys like Minter and Matzik and Luke Jackson, who is certainly gets a lot of grief but has put up good numbers uh, the last couple of years. And then now with Kenley Jansen, Will Smith, I mean, I, 
I don't know how you come back against a team like this if you're down late. So, yeah, they're, they're an all-around better ball club. Starting pitching is one area that I'm still a little, little hesitant on, but I still feel like they've got the offense that can overcome maybe some of the shortcomings they, they could experience at times in the starting rotation. Yeah, one of those bullpen members you didn't even mention, who, who might end up being maybe one of the best, is Colin McHugh, who I think is going to be yeah. a big part of this. So this is dropping on Monday with the season opener coming up this Thursday. So as we give some predictions here, people will be able to see how smart K-Mac really is. Um, <laughs> the Braves will have to get their final roster in probably Wednesday, at least for the for the opening part of the season with a 28-man roster. Do you have any predictions on the way some of the uh, races are going to go, maybe for the bench or the bullpen or the starting rotation? Well, as far as the rotation is concerned, I really feel like they're going to round things out with uh, uh, with Kyle Wright and with Waskari Noah. Those two seem like the two leaders in the clubhouse. Unless something happens, unless there was an injury between now and opening day, I really feel like that's your five. You know, there's potential they could go with a six-man staff early on because these starters aren't necessarily – stretched out to the point they normally would be in spring training. But uh, I think they'll probably open up with five. Now, remember, a little different this year than in years past where you have opening day, then you get a day off, then you play a couple more, then you get another day off. Seems like every year you have three or four off days in the first two weeks. They don't have that luxury. And Oh, by the way, they have a West Coast road trip as well uh, to San Diego and Los Angeles against some guy named Freddie Freeman, uh, that first road trip. Uh, but I do think they round out the rotation with Kyle Wright and Waskari Noah to start. The one interesting area that I'm looking at, Matt, is the bench. And I know a lot of folks have said, well, maybe they'll add an extra infielder as depth. I don't think they're going to go in that direction. Matter of fact, I'm going a complete opposite direction. I think the Braves are going to start the season with three catchers. I think Contreras will be on the opening day roster along with Darno and Manny Pena. I feel like that's where they are right now. You know, you've got Phil Goslin in camp. You've got Pat Valeka. Those are depth pieces that you could stash away at AAA uh, and, and have them, you know, first injury or next man up, if you will, uh, that are veteran guys that have been around a long time that can help you out. So I'm going the complete opposite of what a lot of folks who are in Northport are thinking. I think uh, those two guys, and, you know, Brock Holt was just released a few days ago uh, because he found out he was not going to make the opening day roster. I think they go with three catchers and one backup infielder, and that's probably uh, Orlando Arcia, at least to start the season. And then they'll have some decisions to make down the road when rosters get trimmed down a little bit after the first couple of weeks but that's that's down the road they'll worry about that when they get there well and, and people right now wondering well why don't you put more emphasis on the bench unless there's an injury you're not going to lean on the bench much at all now with the dh right. so that changes things but let's play this out hypothetically that in the middle of the game matt olson you know grabs the back of his his leg and his hamstrings bothering who would then play first in a pinch? Is that a Austin Riley moves over and Arcia plays third? Like, what would they do in that spot? You have to go doomsday scenario, don't you? You have to go there early on. I think you, I mean, I think you have to play out everything, right? Don't you always have to have, like, a, you know, yeah. a, a plan in place? No, absolutely. I, I agree with you. I'm just giving you a hard time. But, no, I, I think that would probably be your uh, emergency situation. You slide Riley over there, at least in the short term. And, again, going back to what I just mentioned with guys like Phil Gosselin, look at his game logs and where he's played. He was in Anaheim last year. And think about the clubhouse he shared with Otani and Rendon. Of course, Trout was hurt. Uh, that's a potent offense he was a part of. And he was hitting cleanup a, n- a number of nights. So, um, again, he's played a little first in his career. He could be a, a short-term solution. If something was to happen to Olsen long-term, you know, I don't really know that you have that guy. I don't think you want to mess around with Riley and move him to first base. Um, that complicates things because, personally, 
I love his defense at third. I give that, yeah. that young man a lot of credit for what he accomplished last year. So if it was for a night or two, I think you can get by that way. If it's a longer-term solution, uh, I don't even want to think about that. It's a new year, which means it's time to try something new. And I'm talking to you folks who have not yet tried the Daily Draft in downtown Woodstock. I hope you'll go see my friend Sean Daly. That's, get it, the Daily Draft. This is the ultimate sports bar experience. So as the football playoffs near, and then baseball's around the corner, knock on wood, and all the fun springtime things that will happen in Atlanta, you're going to want to enjoy it at the Daily Draft. It's downtown Woodstock on Main Street. What you're going to find, a craft beer bar, self-serve taps, uh, big screens all around you to catch every view of the big game. And when I say a big screen, they have a movie-sized screen with a front-row seat right in front of it that you can grab if you get there at the right time to enjoy all your favorite games. A chef-inspired menu with soup, salad, sandwiches, flatbreads, uh, you name it, they have everything to find everybody exactly what they want when you're going with the family, a boys' night, or a date night. The dailydraft.net is where you can find all the information about some of the nights like trivia night, kids eat free night, and more. The dailydraft.net. Go find them downtown Woodstock on Main Street. Tell them Matt sent you. You'll love the Daily Draft. Hey, are you tired of shopping your car and home insurance every single year? Well, somebody's got to do it. But that somebody doesn't have to be you. At the Rose Group, we can get you up to 10 insurance quotes in less than 10 minutes. Visit us online today at roads-group.com. So let's talk about the outfield alignment here before Acuna comes back. If you were guessing Thursday, Saturday, for the first couple of weeks, are we looking at Heredia in center, Duvall in right, Rosario in left, or are they going to go Duvall in center, try Ozuna in left field and, and Rosario in right, and then DH becomes Alex Dickerson or Orlando Garcia? What are you thinking? Yeah, I would think there, there may be some mixing and matching. You know, there, the last couple of years, we haven't seen a whole lot of uh, drastically different lineups when you're facing a righty or a lefty. Uh, but I think that could depend on who you're facing on a given night. If I have to project opening night, I'm going left field, Marcelo Zuna. I'm going Adam Duvall in center. And I'm probably going with Rosario in right field. Now, again, Snit does have options. Like you mentioned, Heredia, really nice piece to have. When he gets four at-bats a day, I think he gets a little overexposed. He's a really nice weapon to have coming off of your bench. He could start a game or two a week. There's no doubt about it. But I do think if I'm looking at the lineup, and again, I'm, I'm, don't base anything about lineups you see this time of year in spring training. It, it's always funny. The first couple days of spring training lineups getting posted on Twitter, reading the responses like, what in the world is Snit thinking he's hitting so-and-so second, it read nothing into two lineups right now this time of year. But, again, I do think there'll be some mixing and matching, a little bit different than years past. Uh, but I, I feel like probably to start the season, it's Ozuna, Duvall, Rosario left to right. And, again, that could change depending on who's, you know, the opposition uh, is running out there, lefty, righty. Uh, maybe they play some matchups early on until Acuna is back, which could be sooner than all of us think. I, I've got a feeling that once this season starts – Based on what I saw from from Ronald last week down in Northport, he's in tremendous shape. He's not favoring the leg at all. Ball is absolutely jumping off his bat, and I don't care if it's you, people want to say it's windy down there. He's crushing the baseball right now, Matt. Looks like he's free and easy, and that's a really good sign. I think there's a chance he's back before May 1. So when he returns and plays the field, I know they've toyed with the idea of once in a while putting him in center, but I get the feeling they want to largely keep him in right field, meaning right. Duvall stays in center, Rosario left, Ozuna mostly DH. Is that the thought? 
That would be my thought. Yeah, that that makes the most sense to me. Um, and again, I, I just I, I think they really like his arm in right field, and it's not taking anything away from center. And and I, I know that Duvall is not your prototypical center fielder, but give the guy credit. He did a nice job. Um, you know, and he had a really good all around 2021. So. That would probably be the way I would expect things to shake out. Uh, and again, more times than not, once Ronald's back in there every day, you'll see you'll see Ozuna as your DH. But again, early on, you could see a situation where Ronald plays right field two nights in a row, then you DH him the next night. Maybe play him two or three nights, DH him, sort of ease him back in there. Because as we know, it's hard to tell Ronald, hey, go out there and just do it 85 or 90%. Yeah, exactly. He's on the field he's going to turn it loose, and the last thing you want to do is have any kind of setback. I know we probably spend, and I know I do, spend way too much time worrying about or thinking about lineup construction, but it is interesting because we assume Acuna will move back to the top of the lineup, either as the DH or the right fielder when he comes back. Do you have a sense of how Snit might play it with Olsen hitting second or Ozzy, who's in the cleanup spot? I know they can mix and match with some of that, but do you get an idea early what they might do? Yeah, I think it'll probably be similar to what we saw with Freddie. Uh, a lot of times where he was hitting second or third, break up the right-handers because on a, on a, you know a given night you could have a very right-handed heavy lineup. Um, so you know having the ability to not only have a switch hitter but also have that lefty and Olsen with Ozzy and and, that, and Olsen at the top uh, of your order. I think that'd be huge to to break up the right-handers. And again, that you get into a situation where the three batter minimum, you bring in a lefty and then they've got to face. Uh, potentially, you know, they bring in the lefty for Olsen. Well, now you've got to face Riley and Duvall or Darno or whoever it might be in the heart of your order. I've got a feeling two or three is where you see uh, Olsen and probably, you know, Ozzy will be right around him, uh, either right ahead of him or, you know, again, they, they've hit him lower in the order this spring. I'm not looking into anything of that. Uh, I love the speed. I love the power potential that Ozzy brings. I mean, he's just – he's a really, really good ball player. When you look at everything he does – um, and, you know, defensively, it speaks for itself. But offensively, having that switch hitter towards the top of your order, again, with a lefty to break up those righties, I think is really, really huge uh, to have in this lineup every single night. All right, let's go back to the, to the starting pitching situation because you said, like we all agree, there's some questions at four and five. But mm-hmm. Max, Charlie, and Ian, you feel very good about. Let's start with Max. I, I looked at some numbers yesterday, and there's still a chance, not here, not locally, but around baseball, there's still a chance that Max is underrated. I completely agree with you. Um, I don't know how that's true because you look back the last three seasons, Matt, the only pitcher in Major League Baseball that has more wins, and again, I know it's 2022. I probably sound like a dinosaur talking about wins, but the only pitcher who has more wins over that span is Garrett Cole, and we know what his salary is compared to what Max Fried did. I think what he did in Game 6 certainly, I think, put him on the national you know, radar a little bit more, but I do. I think he's underrated. I, I, I completely agree with you. He's a bulldog. He shows no emotion when he's on the mound. You don't know if he's up 10 or down 10. Um, he just goes out there and pitches. And, you know, that's, that's the one thing for me that's changed over the years. Remember early on, you'd see him get frustrated or you'd see that, that facial expression. He doesn't change a thing when he's on the mound now. And, and I'm, I'm happy he's getting another opening day start. You, you, you couldn't have gone wrong with Charlie, but I think ultimately the body of work the last three years and what Max has meant to this Braves ball club, um, you know, he, he, he earned that right. Uh, and again, I think game six, he's probably a little bit more of a household name than he was prior to that night in Houston uh, back on November 2nd. It's a new year, which means it's time to try something new. And I'm talking to you folks who have not yet tried the Daily Draft in downtown Woodstock. I hope you'll go see my friend Sean Daly. That's, get it, the Daily Draft. This is the ultimate sports bar experience. So as... 
the football playoffs near, and then baseball's around the corner, knock on wood, and all the fun springtime things that will happen in Atlanta, you're going to want to enjoy it at the Daily Draft. It's downtown Woodstock on Main Street. What you're going to find, a craft beer bar, self-serve taps, uh, big screens all around you to catch every view of the big game. And when I say a big screen, they have a movie-sized screen with a front-row seat right in front of it that you can grab if you get there at the right time to enjoy all your favorite games. A chef-inspired menu with soup, salad, sandwiches, flatbreads, uh, you name it, they have everything to find everybody exactly what they want when you're going with the family, a boys' night, or a date night. TheDailyDraft.net is where you can find all the information about some of the nights like Trivia Night, Kids Eat Free Night, and more. TheDailyDraft.net. Go find them downtown Woodstock on Main Street. Tell them Matt sent you. You'll love The Daily Draft. So after that, though, listen, we all love Charlie Morton, and he's recovered from the broken leg. We have no reason to be concerned other than the fact he's 38. Ian, who has shown us nothing but a, a lot of high ceiling to him, he doesn't have a huge book of work yet. How concerned are you? Because we don't know what four and five will be. We think we have an idea what it'll look like to start. But, like, is there some concern there that between age and, and lack of experience, we could see some, some issues in the uh, starting rotation? I'll be honest. I was a little more concerned about Morton during the lockout because we didn't know what kind of condition he was in. We knew the leg was broken, and that, it was sort of radio silence like it was for everybody during those three months. Uh, when the, the lockout was taking place. But uh, seeing him throw in Northport last week, it, there's no hesitancy. I mean, he, he looks just like Charlie Morton, like you'd expect. Uh, four and two-thirds, no-hit ball uh, last weekend uh, is a really good sign. And, again, I, I don't get overly excited or frustrated when it comes to spring numbers. I, I trust the back of the baseball card. I trust Charlie Morton knows exactly what he needs to do to get himself ready for a season. Ian Anderson, all he's done in the postseason is put up numbers comparable uh, to guys like Sandy Koufax and Christy Mathewson as far as his ERA is concerned at such a young a young age. I mean, he's been terrific. Not as good in the regular season, but there's something about the playoffs, man. He just he takes his <laughs> game to another level, which is incredible. But, yeah, I do I do have a little bit of concern. Uh, but and, and, again, I, I think that, you know, the fact that it's a shorter spring, making sure these guys are ramped up, stretched out, what are they going to do? Do they go with a six-man? Do you throw an opener in there every now and then? Um, I, you know, there, there's definitely, if, if I had one area that I looked at this team and just put a question mark next to, it would be the rotation. I feel great about the lineup every day. I like the bench. I love the bullpen. The bullpen's the strongest part of this whole ball club. Starting rotation is still one. And, you know, look, there's talk. Well, Soroka could come back in the second half. I, I'm not, I'm not counting on Mike Soroka. I love Mike. I hope he is able to come back. And that would almost be like a trade deadline acquisition. If he is able to come back and be productive, and again, I think this could be a situation where you get to, to June, July, and maybe that is an area you need to improve upon. And maybe Alex does go out and bring in that veteran starter like they did with Dallas Keuchel a few years ago. I think that could, could certainly be in play to help put this team over the top for the second half as well. I think there is one wild card here, and I know he's young and he's raw, but boy, Spencer Strider gives you a huge upside and an electric arm. I don't know that he's a starter or a reliever. and I mean, maybe you lean towards a starter because the value's there more. You said it. They've toyed with the idea of having an opener or a sixth starter early. Boy, he'd be intriguing. The mustache game is strong, too, Matt. It is indeed. Guess, huge. All, all, all kidding aside, his, his get, and it's easy gas, right? When you watch some guys, uh, you can tell they're max efforting. They're really leaving it all out there to, to hit 100. This guy, it's like he's in a rocking chair just playing catch. I mean, it is remarkable uh, to watch him. And to go back and look at how quickly 
he moved up through the minor league system. He was throwing side sessions in an attempt to make the postseason roster after, like, I mean, his head must be he, – there's probably nights where he laid his head on the pillow and didn't know what town he was in anymore because he moved so quickly through the system. It's definitely a wild card. There's no doubt about it. And, look, if, if, if I'm constructing a bullpen and it's coming down to, okay, I've got Sean Newcomb or I've got Spencer Strider – I've got to put my best team out there. And Newcomb, I know the talk is, well, he's out of options. That, to me, I don't think is, is, is the, the, the mindset you have to have going in. I've got to put my best team forward. If he's out of options, he's out of options. And he's been terribly inconsistent over the years. I would give the nod to Spencer Strider before I would go with Sean Newcomb on the opening day roster. Yeah, I would agree. You're at a different point now. There's a reason he's out of options because he hasn't found consistency. And I just right. feel like that book is written on Sean Newcomb at this point. So if I was to ask you beyond, beyond just the fourth and fifth starter in the rotation, do you have any concerns? Because every club is going to go through injuries, and that's not something you can predict. What other things kind of jump out at you that would worry you a little bit? Well, I just I look at the bullpen, and I, I look, those guys were just pitching on another level last year. The confidence was through the roof. And look, does, is Tyler Maxick and A.J. Minter, are they going to be able to duplicate what they did last year, or do they take maybe a little step backwards? It could happen. I mean, that, that's that's – that's how this game goes. I mean, it's just it's hard to be that good, that dominant. But I'll say this. Even if they do take minor steps backwards, you've got the depth now to cover it with McHugh, with Kenley Jansen, who is an absolute beast in the ninth inning. Uh, Brave fans saw that from afar. So I guess I would, I would look at some of those guys maybe overperforming last year, and do they come back to earth a little bit? Even if that's the case, I, I don't think you're really in a in a, a bad spot. I mean, even if if Maxick takes a, a a little step backwards from where he was a year ago, that's still pretty darn good uh, a weapon to have in your pen. So that's what I would look at. And again, the major injury, right? Uh, somehow, some way, they they overcame losing Ronald Acuna Jr. Uh, at the All Star break last year and won a World Series. Uh, can they do that again? Do they have the depth to do that? If Matt Olson, like we talked about, if something happens to him, where do you go to first base? That would be an area just from a depth standpoint because, again, the farm system, which was, let's be honest, number two, number three in the game for a few years in a row, has really taken you know, steps backwards because those guys are all here in the big leagues now. So, um, again, depth in the minors to overcome a big injury would, would probably be another case of, of, of worry. But, uh, again, ultimately – this is a really, really good team, top to bottom, and uh, I, I think that uh, Brave fans are in for another really special summer here in Atlanta. All right, so let's do the over-under. I'm going to set it at uh, 92.5 over-under for wins. That's a really good number. Um, I'm going to take the under, but I'm going to go with the hook. I'm giving 92 on the nose. How's that? I mean, I mean it's in the range. Like, I mean, this <laughs> team has – let's do the math on it. Last year they won 88. And everything yeah. broke midseason. I mean, they have the potential to be 95, 96, 97. But as you said, one injury, one two-week stretch derails that. And, and all of a sudden, you're 92, 93. So that's... Well, and, and, and the reason I say that, Matt, is because I think the division's better. I do. Look, DeGrom's a little banged up. You know, they get the Scherzer in New York now. Phillies are going to be a better ball club offensively. Can they catch the ball as well? Can they pitch as consistently? Uh, that's, that's where I would be a little bit worried if I'm a Philly fan. And the Marlins. Look, the Marlins can pitch. So I think that, you know, this division has gotten better. Um, that's why I just say that maybe low, low 90s is a little bit more reasonable, just given the fact I think the competition every single – and we've talked about it the last couple of years that this division is going to be a beast. I really think that this NL East is going to be must-see TV anytime it's on. And 
And uh, I, like I said, I just can't wait to get it started in a few days. The good news about that, there is an extra playoff spot, so it should mm-hmm. make for even more intrigue as the season moves along. I hope you guys will lock it in for KMAC. Give your podcast a plug here so Braves fans can dig into that. Well, I've got to give you a plug for giving me the name. We have the Frozen Rope Report, which uh, – are you getting your royalty checks yet? I still haven't seen in? them. I'm, I'm, I check the mailbox every day. <laughs> I must have the wrong address for you. But no, we do we, – <laughs> We do the Frozen Rope Report a few times a week where we uh, get fans updated on all the very latest. And then Domino and I will do, as we call, the earliest pregame show in America where we're going to do uh, pregame daily. It's out about 9 a.m. every single morning, every single day, Monday through Sunday. Uh, we'll have a recap of the night before. We'll talk about the next day's game. So lots of Braves coverage. And like I said, my wife is just ready for me to get back to work. <laughs> I think we all are. All the content Braves fans can dig into. K-Mac, have a great season. It's always a pleasure, my friend. We'll talk to you soon. Pleasure's all mine. Thanks, Matt. Thanks, everybody, so much for taking the time to listen to this week's edition of Welcome to Atlanta. Thanks to our producer, Matt Lear, for his assistance with the program. He's the glue that keeps the operation running. We'll talk to you next week on Welcome to Madlanta. Welcome to Atlanta where the players play and we ride on them things like every day. Big beats hit streets, see gangsters roaming and parties don't stop till 8 in the morning. Welcome to Atlanta where the players play and we ride on them things like every day. Big beats hit streets, see gangsters roaming. The warm air, the sounds of baseball, it's got you thinking about hitting the road. And no matter where your adventures take you, Subaru of Gwinnett has a vehicle to get you there safely and in style. Like the 2024 Subaru Outback, sporting standard symmetrical all-wheel drive and up to 32 miles per gallon. Or the 2024 Subaru Forester, the SUV with a spacious and comfortable interior for everyone you want to bring along. Start your shopping online at SubaruofGwinnett.com, then come see us for a test drive on Satellite Boulevard in Duluth. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. A lifetime of hard work, children laughing in the kitchen, family photos on a restaurant wall, a legacy that lives on. It all comes from the power of a conversation. Like the one Tommy Hall had with First Horizon Bank about taking over his father's Charleston-based restaurant business. Now the table is set for a whole new generation. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Tommy. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC.